Hey fam! Hi! It's us! Happy Halloween! And happy almost Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> Let's just get right into this, y'all. I'm Juanita. And I'm Grecia. And this is Choices and Cheesemates. Oh, I missed Ooh. it. I was late. This is Choices and Cheesemates. <laughs> Choices and Cheesemates. Choices and Cheesemates. In honor of making it through the primaries, the ridiculous conventions, mm-hmm. the vice presidential debates, and the three presidential debates, we're going to talk about Halloween. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, is, it is really one of my favorite holidays. I love Halloween. I love Dia de los Muertos. I love mm. this time of year. And we're going to keep it Halloween-y, all talk about the frightening things in life, what scares us, what keeps us up at night, all of our skeletons in the closet, aka our chisme. We're just putting it all out. Okay, but to be real though, on the real, we're probably gonna talk a little bit about the elections. Just just maybe yes. at the end. Right? <laughs> of right? Course. Okay. Of course. Okay. Well, but first of all, what are you going to be for Halloween? Do you have a costume costume already? So I've never been big on Halloween. We disagree on serious issues, you and I. But, um, you know, I'm going to be a koala this year. The thing about it is, like, people take Halloween as the excuse to be the most racist and offensive and xenophobic. And so let's throw out a warning out there. Like, hey, everyone, people's culture and ethnicity and cultural artifacts are not jokes. They are not funny or silly. So think about your costume. Think ahead of time. I don't want to see any blackface, any brownface, any disrespectful costumes towards Asian Americans. There's so many yeah. other things that you could be out there, you know? For reals. Use their, your creativity in other areas and in other aspects. And also for people that they just think, oh, it's so cool if I, you know, put on the calavera kind of makeup. Um, you mm. know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. also I also feel that it's still borderline cultural appropriation unless I someone totally get that. has invited you to be a part of that tradition and has explained to you um, how is, that is used in parts of our culture and our tradition. Don't just yeah, you know. YouTube it and do a makeup tutorial. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it is it is more than just makeup. It is actually part of a tradition for generations. Yeah, you know for sure, for sure. And we'll get in. I I want to hear more about it because as a Colombian, I we don't do the other los muertos as well. So I've, mm. I've I've had to inform myself, but I'd love to hear some more from you. But also, wait a minute. Does that mean that you celebrate two holidays back to back? And what are you dressing up for as Halloween then? I usually do both. I like. Put, I like setting up my altar a couple days before. Um, this year is going to mm-hmm. be a little hard because I'm on the road and, you know, doing uh-huh. work on the elections. But I usually set up the altar a couple days before so that on November 1st it's all 
nice and set up and everything. And I honestly really like, I really like butterflies. So I oh, do almost you? always try to dress up as some form of butterfly. I don't wear the wings. I just kind of like draw Aww. a butterfly in my face. I don't know. Oh, that's that so nice. A little practical, <laughs> but that's so nice. Also, I don't trust butterflies. But uh, oh, <laughs> you can't see their eyes, so you can't trust them, those butterflies. <laughs> and what are they doing? Like, they don't bite anything. They don't do anything. There's got to be something that they're doing secretly. You can't trust those guys. I feel like this is the same way that you felt when I said that I didn't like pineapple. I'm pretty sure this is like oh, yeah. some <laughs> kar- karmic yeah. energy happening in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a disgrace. Um, so, <laughs> Well, do you have any ghost stories? Ghost stories. You know what? Honestly... I really don't. But no, the one thing that I'm scared of, I've already told you guys, I've already told you, I'm terrified of the dark mm-hmm. and of space. And so in the dark, like I will still, I don't know if you did this as a kid, like if you turn off the lights, you run to the other side of the room that still has light. Like I, I just feel like something's going to grab me still. And mm. space is even scarier because you're in the dark and you can't even run. Like... Space is terrifying, y'all. <laughs> These are my fears. Do you have an, a little night night light in your room? Or no, what do you do? I don't. <laughs> I you don't appreciate your sarcasm. <laughs> yes, I do. No, okay. The thing is, you got to get to somewhere safe. Like, once you get into your bedroom, you're safe. Like, like the thing's not going to come get you. But, like, if you're in the mm. living room, that's where the things live in the darkness. <laughs> And so oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you know all know. these rules. Somebody needs to start writing them down. I don't know. And this <laughs> is how I feel. Like, legitimately, I, y- y'all, it was just my birthday last podcast. I am still afraid of the dark. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know what I'll do about it. I don't know. But, I, I mean, there's a lot that, that we're afraid of. Like, real things that are not yes. the dark as a, an older millennial. Yeah, I feel like a lot of women, especially women of color, are mm-hmm. afraid of what it has been described to me as imposter syndrome. And the reason why it has mm. been described to me is because I felt it. That mm-hmm. if people really knew me or really knew my work... They wouldn't think that I'm as capable as I am at mm-hmm. my job mm-hmm. and at my responsibilities, at my family obligations. So you always feel like you're posing or pretending mm-hmm. to be more successful, more accomplished, more prepared than what you really are. And it just it's nothing that is real. It's mostly made mm-hmm. up of fears mm-hmm. and subliminal messages that you get as professional women of color trying to advance in the workplace (laughs) yeah I don't know if you've ever felt that Juanita oh for sure for sure even I to be honest with our audience even with the podcast like we love it and then I'm like (laughs) but like maybe we're not doing a good enough job like maybe Mm. we like 
don't have good voices. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I, I think like, yeah, definitely for the workplace is something that I've encountered. So definitely that's a huge one, I think. That's a huge one. Yeah. You know, an other thing that people fear and and especially young people fear is on the lack of wealth building that mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we are not building wealth at the same rate as previous generations. Yeah. You can actually see it mostly on the rates at which young people are buying homes mm-hmm. or getting out mm-hmm. of debt or having just enough money to support themselves and their families. And that's that's real yeah. real scary. <laughs> real life no, that's, ghost stories. <laughs> that is super real. Like that is uh, most of my friends. But at the same time there's also this fear of like growing up and what's more growing up than like actually owning a home and having to care mm-hmm. for it. But it yeah. but yeah, I mean I think that's a huge deal. Like what happens to us later on? How do we get out of college debt? I'm big on budgeting and I feel like we should have an episode where we yeah. just talk about how do you budget and like even make it through yeah. to this stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I'm big on budgeting too. I, I love looking See? at my budget every month. And Me too. Seeing what progress. Me too. <laughs> seeing what progress okay. and what actually got saved. I, yeah. Ping, ping for next podcast. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Okay. Well, one little fear that I think we all have, let me just throw it out there, is having your cell phone fall on the toilet <laughs> like that. I think it's I think about it every time I go to the restroom. Y'all. Do y'all think about this? Do you? Guys, yeah? How do you are you gra- how are you grabbing your cell phone in the toilet? You put that, it in your back pocket. Oh, God. You put it in your back pocket and then don't put it on your just, back pocket. That is a just fear. a responsibility. <laughs> That can be easily <laughs> corrected. I don't think you should fear that any longer. You should not live Fine. in fear of your cell phone going in the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> you deserve to be Fine. cell phone safe. <laughs> <Free. laughs> Alright, I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna work yeah, on it. Yeah, the toilet should not scare you, that's for sure. <laughs> no, um, I think let's talk about you're a grown up. You're a grown up. For those mm-hmm. of you that don't know out there, Grecia is off the market, y'all. She been gone. She is taken and happy. But I think for most of us, marriage or something related to marriage as millennials is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of people making the commitment to be with someone else for the rest of their lives yes. is very scary. Are you scared of that? I'm terrified of sharing finances, okay? Mm. Mostly because... Is this appropriate for the podcast? But I've mostly dated artists, and artists aren't rich. So sharing finances is a thing. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Do you have a a biggest fear of being married or something? I don't know. No, I mean, it wasn't scary for me because I had known the person for so long. We had been friends for years and then we started dating and were dating also for years so I, I've known him for a very long period of my life but I think on being married young it wasn't scary it was mostly lonely no one mm-hmm. really relates uh, it was isolating because I would be watching my counterparts on like my young young friends and other people that I went to high school or other people that I went to college with. And they were not 
in the same wavelength experience wise with me they were mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know in dating or potentially dating or you know uh living a very different life so it wasn't scary as much as it was lonely to share that cool. experience with other young people yeah it's okay my sister also got are... married kind of young so then i had oh, yeah. her to cool. yeah i had her to talk about some of the old married life kind of thing <laughs> Like finances or finances, <laughs> yeah, like you know, <laughs> finances, vacations, holidays. Those are all real problems. Like whatever you see on the movies that they're like, oh, are we spending Thanksgiving with my family? Or those those become real discussions <laughs> once you get married. Nah, man. Yeah, nah, man. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. We <laughs> are having two houses next to each other or like two rooms. <laughs> That's what I'll do with my partner. We'll just talk frequently. Like, we'll just come over for tea. <laughs> well, but then you get to have also just this amazing breakthroughs that you would just also not be able to have if you're on your own, you know? So breaking through some of that fear is very worth it. Okay, okay. I think recent moment where I felt real fear, because marrying is not a reality for me right now. Like, what? No. But... <laughs> But very real fear when the internet totally crashed on Friday oh, yeah. and there was no Netflix, no SoundCloud, so people couldn't be listening to our podcast that day. Oh, my there God. Was <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst. It was the worst. I totally missed that blackout. I think I was, I I don't remember what I was doing, but I was so busy that day that I I just couldn't even think of my phone. And then I, I logged into my Facebook and everyone was like panic mode end of the world <laughs> don't you watch Mr. Robot is this I feel like like this is something that would happen <laughs> yes. on that show oh my, oh my god look yes. at your excitement <laughs> yes I love Mr. Robot oh my god well I still haven't watched it but if it's gonna teach me how to move forward from having no internet then maybe I'll start watching it well, speaking of survival, have you survived watching some of the clips on the new Trump TV? Oh my God, no, I haven't. I am terrified <laughs> of this thing. What is with these Facebook newscasts that his team is now doing? If anybody has watched them and they have opinions, please share. But I'm mostly terrified that this is going to become Trump TV, which is the rumor. Because then that means that everything we talked about in our last episode is not true. We're going to continue to hear him talk over and oh over. Oh my god, no. Forever. <laughs> yes. Stop telling ghost stories. <laughs> that is a real. <laughs> that is super scary though. Um Yeah. And it's all it's also scary because that means that people are listening, you know? Like if you have a TV channel, that means people are tuning in and they are listening mm-hmm. to your lies and buying into them. And so like come 20 24, is that a voting year for presidential elections? I don't know, but I imagine we're going to have the same election, but much, much crazier, like much more intense. Oh, God. Stop it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just in this realm of of politics, too, someone that got booed, Marco Rubio, went to Mm. (laughs) this festival in Orlando. It was a huge showing of the Puerto Ricanos, and they were out there mm-hmm. dancing, having fun. And then they start announcing his presence in the stage. And 
everyone loses their shit. They just start booing him. Oh my God. If you have not watched or heard the tape, you must. I love it. I was so proud of my Orlandians. I was like, 407 all day, every day. We telling you, yes, boo him down. I was shocked. I was <laughs> in love and pleased. It's probably my favorite story of the week. I, yeah. Okay, not that I wish him pain and sadness, but just get off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> it was so painful to watch. It was so yeah, painful. No, no, <laughs> but, no. you know, that's what happens when you become a Trump team member. You know, Latinos don't like sellouts. Sorry. No. And he's such a flip-flopper, a huge flip-flopper over and over. Yeah. yeah so that, that was probably one of my favorite moments of the week, which is why I wrote my calaverita on Marco Rubio. Awesome. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, I'm definitely getting ahead of myself. Our audience doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Grecia, can you explain what, what a calaverita is? So a calaverita is, it's a poem that started because of the Day of the Dead traditions in Mexico. It became popular during the El Porfiriato, which was when Porfirio Diaz was not president, but a dictator. And it was a way in which artists and the public in general could make fun of politicians and could make fun of public figures without getting as reprimanded because it was seen as just a cultural tradition, part of the oral tradition of telling stories. So since its inception, Calaveritas were a very social political analysis of what was happening and also mm. telling it in a very fun, light and fluffy way kind of thing. So I challenged Juanita to write one with me. I shared with her some of my favorite Calaveritas and I wrote one too. So here is the world premiere of Juanita's Calaverita. <laughs> So this is for you, Marco Rubio, of course, but okay. Marco Rubio tosses and sweats in bed on autumn nights, dreaming of his greatest regrets and his biggest frights. In his nightmare, the ballots are cast weeks before the 8th, and from the results, he's finished last because Latinos has lost the faith. His people, his comrades, once under his spell, Fooled by his Spanish ads, now know too well that if he's with you today, he's against you the next. Anything to get his way. His flip-flopping has them vexed. But this year is not like the last because Latinos have taken a stance already 99% more than the past, voted in advance. Marco Rubio awakes in a start. And with water bottle in hand, dry mouth, skipping heart, the news he scanned. The early vote is in, the headlines reveal, and Murphy will surely win if vo voters turn out with zeal. No more voters to charm, Rubio will turn on his Cuban heel, heading home in grief and alarm, but he will learn to deal. <laughs> I love it. That was amazing for for yes. <laughs> you know, this is a lot, y'all. I don't know. I don't know. It was something. It was so good. Oh, that's so kind. I'm going to share with you two, one in Spanish so that 
people get mm-hmm, a feel mm-hmm. of what it sounds mm-hmm. like in Spanish. And this one, I did not write that. This one came okay. from other artists uh, who were making fun of Donald Trump, but I thought it was hilarious. So it, it's just making fun of his hair and, you know, the fact that he's probably going to lose the election. But it says, Trump ya se cree presidente y se siente muy confiado. Pero aunque esté muy sonriente, tiene su tiempo contado. La mexicana Katrina lo fue a buscar al gabacho y le dijo con voz muy fina, ¡Qué copetito tan gacho! Aquí te tengo en mi lista. Te llevo para el agujero, para que ya no seas racista y se te quite lo culé. Just kidding. Lo cuentero. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's actually really, really good for non-Spanish speakers. Like, it's just funny. It, it, like, brought everything in. The racism, the hair. Yes. That's nice. Yeah. So this is the one that I wrote that is also <laughs> very, okay. very modest, which is, When the Latino vote went out in full force, the Mexican Calaca wrote a nice note. It read, Trump, mm-hmm. Pence, Ryan, and more. I told you not to early gloat. Now you wish mm-hmm. you could play dead to avoid all this shame. But although I'm not here to take you away, I can see you're fucked either way. <laughs> Revenge <laughs> is sweet against the hate. Don't forget to vote November 8th. Oh, that's so good. I loved it. That was really good. It was a lot better than mine. It stayed on, on the actual... <laughs> The actual purpose of a calavera. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you are all right for a Colombian trying your first calaverita. It was all right. (laughs) I mean, I had help, but uh, (laughs) I had help from lovely Sarah. So, you know, it was a team effort, but we were trying to impress you. We were like, we can't be played. So... (laughs) Yeah, and and a reminder that we did the calaveritas in less than 12 hours. (laughs) Yeah, y'all. This this is for you. <laughs> but you know what I love about both of ours, though? They both referenced the early vote, which, hello, mm-hmm. has yep. been incredible this year. So congratulations yes. to all of you who have already voted. The other thing that I just want to say out there is, like, it's great, the early vote, but let's keep it going. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still afraid. I'm still afraid, and I just want everybody to get out there. So I love that yours ended on the reminder, November 8th. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. I, I tried yeah, to hard on on what rhyme with eight and it just <laughs> it just turned out that hate rhymes with eight and it worked perfectly. <laughs> That's good. Also, just wanna throw out there, y'all, that if you wanna know what your polling place is, please text we vote to six nine eight six six. So that's two words put together. We vote to six nine eight six six. And we will tell you what your polling place is. So Follow what Grecia said and let's vote on November 8th or earlier or earlier. Does it have a space or just we vote? No, no space. It's just we vote together okay. and then you just text it like you're texting your boo and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Awesome. Oh, that's so great. Well, I think that's all that we have for our super strange and spooky and political Halloween Dia de los Muertos <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. We tried. Yeah. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes or follow us on SoundCloud so you don't miss our next episode. Also, be sure to rate us on iTunes to help other people find the podcast and to make us feel good about ourselves. 
Sarah English is our producer and co-writer for The Calaverita, this episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Our music is composed by Vanessa Ramirez and performed by Grupo Bella. Special thanks today to Michael Saldarriaga, Tara Walsh, Elise Rojas Cruz, and huge thank you to my girl, G, who taught me a lot about Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, it's yeah. my favorite holiday. <laughs> thank you, Juanita, for being such a good sport and, you know, participating on the Calaverita. I'm excited for <laughs> next year because we're going to do better and bigger Calaveritas. <laughs> <laughs> Joyces and Chismes is brought to you on behalf of Reform Immigration for America, fighting for immigrant rights since 2009. Learn more at reformimmigrationforamerica.org. I'm Juanita Monsalve. And I'm Gracia Lima. Nos vemos. <laughs> That's so weird.